Hello, Lauren here from Skin Philosophy. We are bringing to you a very special episode of the Skin Philosophy edit this week. Anna Louise is having a well-deserved break from recording in August, so this episode brings to you our best bits from some of our podcasts so far. I hope you enjoy this episode, and don't forget, if you want to listen to the full versions of what you're about to listen to, then visit any podcast platform to check them out. So, firstly... I think every client you do, as much as hopefully you know what you're doing, <laughs> you're still learning off every skin in front of you. Yeah. Because there is an element that genetics is so individual and you might have followed protocols of, let's say, different types of peels to treat acne and it's been successful. And then others you go, actually, this same protocol is not working for me on this particular person. So it's a constant learning process. Find sometimes we'll have all experienced clients like this. Anything that slightly tingles, oh no, take it off, take it off, take it off. I had the three of them as a single mum, and we were forever in rented accommodation because I couldn't afford to buy a house big enough. And it was a constant where are they? Uh, I'm having to juggle and send them around to the neighbours so that I can do an extra client or even just do whatever work. What do you think helps with someone who's suffering with menopause? First of all, I'd say about menopause and even our period, like there are two natural things that happen in the body. Our bodies are not designed. We're not meant to have horrific periods every month or have really heavy bleeds or have sore boobs for two weeks or have really low mood. The same at menopause. You're not meant to have hot flushes and vaginal dryness and low mood and bone issues. And they're signs of hormonal imbalance. So it's about getting back to basics and yeah. looking at your lifestyle. Like the number one thing that affects all hormones is stress. So if you're up the walls, like, and you're saying, geez, my, my, my hot flush is very bad today. And your diet, you had two coffees today and a croissant for breakfast. Like, what do you expect there? It's, yeah. it's a safe, non-judgmental space. Because yeah. if you're telling someone all the things you don't like about yourself, like that's, that's, it has to be yeah. a safe space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So really to be properly established you're talking 10 years mm -hmm. and that's what it took mm -hmm. for us to be like steady established people knew who we were that was it it was yeah. 10 years it, it does it takes that amount of time now that I think with social media there yeah. there is the ability to bluff it yeah, yeah. that just doesn't sit well with no. me no so what do you feel the most overrated treatment is overrated treatment yeah. in my opinion and I might get a bit of hate for this is <laughs> tear trough filler really now I think tear trough filler is an excellent treatment don't yeah. get me wrong yeah I think it is overdone yeah like as in too much volume yeah done on too many people that, yeah. that don't need it and I think it's over requested by patients yes because they just feel they have they, black well, eyes when they don't which, well they you know, my business is my baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very protective of it, but it, how you behave with your staff and how, how you're not like micromanaging, yeah. you're not dictating. Yeah. It, it, finding the right people. Like, yeah. it, there's there's a combination of things. It's not just like, oh, they were all the wrong people. Yeah. That's on them. Yeah. I was also inexperienced at managing staff. Yeah. And identifying the right staff and, and identifying. How did you find the balance with relationship and work and how are you finding it now? So it's always a struggle. Yeah. Um, particularly, I think, with somebody who's like, they're your partner. They're yeah. supposed to be your 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 most important person and, and they are your most important person. But 
we all have to our, our, ourselves have to be yeah. the most important. Yeah. And then it's it's like you're being pulled between a child and a yeah. you know because because like your your my clinic for me is like that's like breathing. Like oh, if that's yeah. if I'm not okay, it's not okay. Collagen itself cannot be absorbed. Okay. If you wanted to have a lot of collagen, you could eat steak, fish, bone broth, chicken. It's full of collagen. People still think that by eating a lot of collagen, you get a collagen back in your skin. It doesn't work like this. Yeah. Okay. You the only after your mid twenties, the, the only way you really get collagen back in your skin, back in your tissue, is by creating an injury or a trauma. The exactly. only time the, the body will produce collagen is to respond is as a response to an injury yeah. or a trauma. And that's exactly what we're doing with skin aid. So there are two really major factors, apart obviously from all good ingredients, good quality ingredients, but one is the molecular weight of these peptides, of these collagen peptides that we put there, and two is the absorption. The absorption is key because you can eat and drink whatever you like it, but if it actually doesn't get into your bloodstream, it's not gonna cause any effects on your on your body, on your skin and so on. So to um skinaid is actually hundred percent in solution, which means every single ingredient is one hundred percent broken down, ready for the body to use. But as I was saying earlier, you know, I walked out after my first day and called my husband and was like, I don't think I can go back tomorrow. And um, yeah, I think most people feel like that. Yeah, most people do. Yeah. So many students tell yeah, us. Yeah, and yeah. that's what helped because Rebecca did say that at the start. Yeah. You're going to leave here and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So she said, go home, like have a bath. Don't mm. think about anything that you've done today. Just really switch off and then come back tomorrow. And then that's exactly what I did. I didn't think about it too much. Went back for day two. And honestly, the change was like yeah, massive. Yeah. People always say like, oh, um, at what age should I do this? At yeah. what age should I do this? And it's completely irrelevant what age you are. Yeah. Like I have forwarded uh, it's it's your essay with bad lip filler. You know, people get bad lip filler, and they're like, "Oh no, I don't like the way that looks." Well, you yeah. haven't had it done right. You yeah, know, I've had my lips done two weeks ago, and I'm sure you really? can tell. Um, no sooner than three months. You know, that's that's the time yeah. you want to leave it, because otherwise, they say you could build resistance to it, which obviously we don't want. Yeah. All I can see is the product. Yeah. If I see this is this is like a magazine page or like a website, yeah. I want to know who you are, why yeah. you're doing it. I want to relate to you on some yeah. level so that I know the content I'm going to see next isn't just another advert. Yeah. Strategy is really important. Yeah. But strategy, like the term add value, like the term, well, I don't know, algorithm hacks, like yeah. all of this is, doesn't mean anything unless you put it into practice. So start with your audience, start with your research. If it's as simple as then going away and going, okay, the things we're going to talk about for the next two months are A, B, and C. I'm going to create 10 pieces of content on A, 10 pieces of content yeah. on B, 10 on C. ask you a controversial question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, hydrofacial, it obviously has um, competitors in the market that may or may not be copying the technology <laughs> slightly. Um, but so how do you feel you compete against, like why is hydrofacial better? Like why do you think... It, people should be going for hydrofacial. I think it's, it's quite a few things. So I think hydrofacial is a brand, it is a treatment, and it is a device.
So it's not one or the other. I think the power of the hydrofacial uh, device is that we've got patented technology that we have spent years developing and creating, which means you are getting the best treatments with the best results. So it's things like our vortex technology and our tips so that we can pull all of that gunk out and put all of the goodness and botanicals back in. I've ever not got on with anyone who's ever not been great. We've had obviously people's like problems and I've came across body dysmorphia so many times and I yeah. think it's something that you absolutely have to prepare for and you have to be sort of trained to sort of acknowledge and it can be absolutely in like it insane the first time that somebody comes in and you're looking at somebody who you think honestly is like beautiful and like these people are saying like oh my god I'm x y like z like you know and you're thinking wow that's really how you see yourself because that's not how anybody else sees you and having yeah. to like re reassure people I think like I said like I think you touched on it really well before and you said that sort of that is the stigma attached to the industry that it's quite like a vapid superficial place but I think if you speak to any sort of like any practitioner like or any sort of you know like laser therapist any even like you know makeup artists anybody like that like anyone within this industry people come to you with their insecurities constantly and you're you know you're reassuring people you're literally like a therapist you're hearing about people's day-to-day -day lives and you do care about your clients you have the professional relationship but it's very difficult to sit there and not mm. care about somebody and especially myself being quite an empathetic person when someone's going through something I'm like listen like talk to me tell me about it so I think just that would be like mainly with clients what sort of like the situation is like just dealing with like the body dysmorphia side of it the insecurity side of it like it's so prevalent within like especially within this industry because people are coming to us to fix what they see as a problem like yeah they see us as that solution so you do get into it and I think that was mainly like the biggest thing I'm seeing within the industry client wise yeah and you also need to make sure that your records are really kept because oh, yeah. you know you'll definitely have someone that they're like they think oh this is going to treat this and it's like you yeah. have actually treated it but they still see it because it's vaguely there even though it's not really visible yeah. and taking photos and making sure explaining sometimes I've just turned away clients when it's like major major red flags I've seen people do some absolute butcher jobs and people that are you know that that were quite skilled you know that would be quite would know like a lot about skin or whatever so Yes, there was all that trend. So I think people are moving away from those trends now and they're maybe investing. So the lipstick effect is kind of like in skincare. I think it's kind of people are like, right, I can afford to do this one thing every, you know, six months or, you know, I can afford to do this one thing every three months or I can afford to do facial. And that's kind of what they're saving for. Like I remember doing it. But I think actually I was quite an entrepreneurial kind of mindset person. When I was younger, I was always thinking of things that I could do to earn money. Yeah. So I like went and bought all these sweets and I was like sat a sweet shop on, the, on our school wall. So I was like selling sweets and stuff. Just, yeah. So, and then I was just desperate to go out and get a job and earn my own money. So like, 
when I was like 13, I was like, Mum, Dad, I really want a paper round. They were like, no. <laughs> you, you, you'll do it for a week, then you'll never get up at half past five, and then we'll be delivering the papers for you. So, no. If you have a real good think at where do you want to work, where do you see yourself? Mm. I think that's really important. It sounds really simple, but a lot of people don't. So take the time to think about what type of culture is important yeah, for be you. Be on time, not too early, certainly not too late. Uh, I mean, these are all simple things. Um, and if you don't have a lot on a resume, at least you could put things on your CV that might be transferable. So, so yeah. we're really open to hiring and training because we have that capability within our business. Yeah. Train. Yeah. Um, and and they will be supported by my mind how much our therapists generally love doing what they're doing because yeah. they're changing lives and they care about making a difference to someone's confidence. I don't think I really realised that. A huge cohort of people who are like, oh, I just get facials or I just had IPL. The likes of Jennifer Lopez and all those <laughs> celebs going, oh, yeah, that's just what I do. And you're like, you are absolutely, you know, you are head to toe Botox. I'd say you've had a million plastic procedures and stop lying. I almost feel like there should be like the Advertising Standards Authority need to get in there and be like, right, you know, full disclosure required, you know. Because also, like, <laughs> that sets a really high bar for everyone else. And you're like, oh, look, you know, it's grand if we know at least you're doing like 300 grams worth of treatments a year. Like at least we're going to go, okay, like we don't look like her, but that's because of X, you know. Um, where And people do compare yeah. themselves to, you know, slabs. Everyone, I do it all the time. I open up Instagram and I go, oh, Jesus, she looks great. Oh, God, look at the arse in her, you know. And, and then I, like, you try to rein it in and go, it's all fake, it's all fake, you know, but something in you, like, you know, that seed of doubt gets in there, you know, and it can grow, like, it can grow fast. So, uh, yeah, it, it's important that people, like, say, I put a video on my Instagram last week when I was getting injected, and, like, anyone that meets me, I'm like, I've been having Botox since I'm 24. Do you know that kind of way? Like, you know, I'm very upfront about it, and I'm... Uh, I couldn't afford a laser, a good laser, and I wanted to make sure I was working with good equipment. Whereas sometimes when you buy a device and it's very good at doing something, but it can maybe only treat 50% of the people that walk through your door, you've suddenly got a machine you can only use 50% of the time. Yeah. Um, I look for clinical-based you know, evidence that these products work. So, and you also want to work with a brand that has a lot of support and a lot of training. So you know, business planning, it, it's about a lot of forecasting, looking at the future, thinking about the future, what if, what if, what if, and kind of putting everything into place. It's never as simple as cannot yeah. express how important it is. I mean, some of the um, some of the training courses that I've seen that people have done are appallingly bad. And you might think, oh, it's a really quick and cheap way to get a qualification. It's a really quick way to mess up your career. Is, if someone can only spend, let's say the people in your area maybe could spend £100 a month on their skincare, on their facial, you're not going to be going out and buying a £150,000 laser because you are not going to get your money back. Any tips for opening, growing your business for anyone that's in the industry? Yeah, again, I am, a lot of the clients that come to me, they get really excited. They want everything. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know who your client is till you open. Yeah. So you obviously get your basics, get a good skincare brand. Yeah. Don't, I sell machines. Do not go and buy a load of expensive machines yeah. until you see who coming in, who's coming in your door, yeah. what their age profile is, 
what their economic profile is, yeah. what they actually want. I feel like if I'm not on HRT, something awful is going to happen to me yeah. in terms of long-term health risks. Yeah. Now, I actually think HRT is brilliant, but it's not for everybody. And yeah. I know lots of women who have tried it and it just doesn't work for them. Or... They've tried it and it's like, yeah, it's okay, but it's not everything. Something like, there's a 34 official symptoms. I'd say there's probably more, I'd say probably double yeah. in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Changes in skin, yeah. changes in like vaginal dryness, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weight gain around the middle. Yeah. A lot of what your listeners are kind of dealing with is people maybe who are about to set up a business or they've got an already existing business but the thought maybe of launching themselves completely into it or putting themselves out there in social media brings up that feeling of, oh my God, I don't think I could do that. Where you say you actually feel a bit sick, your heart starts to beat a bit faster, you've gone into yeah. fight or flight. So what I will do then is I will work with that person on those fears and we will actually talk around them as we're tapping on parts of the body. So it's kind of, it's okay, kind of, okay. um, breaking that emotional connection so that, that the body doesn't have that physical reaction every time it thinks about it. I'm going to question you a few things on. Yeah, so you do email and texting marketing. Yeah. yeah. OK, which works? SMS always yeah. works. Like, honestly, how many times have you got a text message that you didn't um, that you didn't open or read? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you yeah. get it, right? And yeah. Obviously, you have to respect that. You can't constantly badger people and we have limits and things. But generally speaking, SMS always outperforms email. How do we stay right at the cutting edge of what's happening in industry? And the reality is industry is changing all the time. And it's changing because it has to change in response to how our world is changing, society is changing, consumer behavior is changing, technology is changing. been exploring, you know, how we connect better in the digital space, how we use digital technology. So I'm, I'm not sure if you um, have seen much around um, our MetaHuman. Um, so we have no. developed uh, MetaHuman technology that allows us to demonstrate skin change so that you can see um, the impact is authenticity in the sense of are, does the brand is the brand honest about what they're representing because you're absolutely right there's a huge amount of different information out there um, and I think there needs to be a real a real clarity about what a brand is offering